All right, as promised, he's back. I tried to get you while you were still at the State Fair, but you were super busy. I'm talking with Matt from the CBD Centers here in Mankato. Yeah, it was uh, crazy, you know, and especially like everybody's like, oh, you're going to have weedy plants there. And it's like, of course we are, because we weren't breaking the law to begin with. So, uh, you <laughs> right. know, so you were you were actually selling cannabis plants. Yep. Clones Correct. at the Minnesota State Fair. Yes. And I, I where were you? Because I was up there. So the, the main so Snelling and Midway. Yes, that, that midway goes actually into the state fair. Yes, we were right there on that corner. Oh, so you were right at the main entrance. Yeah, right at the main entrance. Gotcha. So gotcha. It, it was like where all the buses get dropped off and yep. that. And yeah, it was crazy busy. Um, we had one inspector come by, and you know, of course, the confusion <laughs> he had. But he was like, <laughs> right. that a whole. Here's a prime example. Shout out to him because you know he was like, well, I know it's super confusing. There's like you know, and we just right. explained our case and everything. And he's like, yeah, you guys are fine. Next year will probably be different. I said, hundred percent agree. Next year will be different. I go right, and you know, I go, that's that's how this should be done, right? right. It should be done. And I let's have a conversation. There is so much confusion out there still. But um, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine from Michigan where they have legal cannabis now, and he said, give it a year because that's about the time it takes for everybody believe it or not, to accept the fact that it's legal. And then for law enforcement and everybody and those distributing yeah. or possessing plants or anything else to just get things figured out. It was interesting because I was actually um, driving to Michigan to pick up a bunch of equipment. Uh, and, you know, I, I, the law enforcement's biggest one is, you know, how do you do DWIs or right. DUIs driving under the influence? Um, and then you start thinking like with Tesla's, full uh, FSD, you know, they're full uh, self-driving. What's, how's that change the laws? Right. You happen, let's right. say you and Jess go downtown and have a, too many co cocktails and you hit the button and oh, and th this will be, it's kind of interesting, to right? To drive you home. To drive you home. Yeah. You know, cause you know, at first I'm sure there's going to be some DWIs with, cause you're still in control of the motor vehicle. Sure. There's always that. But at what point does society say, you know what, that vehicle is, I trust that vehicle more than I trust that person behind the wheel. I mean, I would much rather have a vehicle drive my 16 year old kid home than the 16 year old kid. Right. So, you know, it, my point being is that as evolution happens, I think it's just being able to say, yes, this is where the future is going to go. Here's, it comes down to this. This is something that is foreign to a lot of people. And there's a whole generation uh, behind you and I yeah. that don't really understand it yet. Yeah. And they only are, they're just going back to the 70s and then the 80s with the uh with the nancy reagan just say no and i understand that there's a lot of drugs out there that including cannabis if you abuse it right percent yeah but it's nothing like what it was portrayed to be that it's the biggest lie in america it, it i mean is. it's probably bigger than i would say it's bigger than you know the jfk who killed jfk because you think about it like the the lies yeah well it's it's the power of lobbying for 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 the for for the alcohol yeah you know, that's but what I, it comes it, down to that it's even more than that because you have the you know the whole if you were if you read the book the emperor wears no clothes you you pull in the paper mill companies because they wanted they were afraid that the hemp was going to take over their business oh sure yeah and we're talking the industrial hemp now so there's there's a conglomeration of both of everybody yeah <laughs> that was attacking this plant and you know you think about it it's a schedule one drug cocaine is a schedule two drug fentanyl is a schedule two drug right you start they're saying that they're that means that 
they are right now classified as less dangerous Correct. than cannabis. So, schedule one drug, <laughs> right, which, which cannabis is, is under it. Yeah. Um, you have heroin. Um, you have heroin. You have cannabis. Um, there's a couple more in the schedule one. Schedule one, first thing, has no medical value. Okay, well, I think after 23 states have medical, and I think it's actually higher than that. It might be 27 have medical. We a- we actually have it in Minnesota. They sell medical marijuana yeah, exactly. in Minnesota. So, so <laughs> right. you know, and then has a highly addictive uh, trait to it. Uh, and so you, you go down these paths and it's like, wait a minute here. Micrograms of fentanyl will kill you. Sure. Without a doubt. You yeah. can't, you know, as long as you're not man manipulating these cannabinoids, you can't smoke enough or conge- consume enough to die from cannabis right you know it's completely safe right and that's in that sense because you know the the we can get into the science of where the you know uh the neurons in your brain the center of your brain that control your breathing and heart rate there's just not enough of those receptors right there so that's why it doesn't you know suppress your breathing and your sure. heart rate but it's it's crazy and I, you know I, dude we you and i have been through this <laughs> a yeah. million and, and i think honestly going back to what we were initially saying it's just going to take a little time. The funny thing, the guy that I, uh, my friend from Michigan is a pretty, he's as far right of center as you can get, right? Yep. Super conservative guy, came from a family just like I did, deep religious faith and roots. And my parents didn't drink, smoke, do anything. And my dad was, again, part of that old wacky tobacco generation, yep. right? Who didn't understand any of it, right? But I honestly believe that this is just because of the the way the younger generation is moving. There, there's, there is no dispute. The younger people today smoke more cannabis and drink less alcohol. That is a fact, Correct. right? And they yeah. know this. And I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. And I think about a year because it was a shock to a lot of people, I think, in Minnesota. And you and I being from this area, and you and I going back 20 years, we've done more than one thing that shocked Southern right. yeah, exactly. We're not going to get into that. But when we were doing, you know, when I was doing my drive home and we were doing rock radio and all the promotions we did together, I look at that stuff and I'm like, man, it's just, that was just the beginning. Yeah. Really. It was. But for you and I, two guys that don't drink, yep. don't smoke, don't do it. I, I'm just speaking from life experience here. Cannabis was the least destructive drug I witnessed in 30 years of radio. Yeah, for sure. It's in, that's incredible to me, right? I'm like, I watched alcohol and cocaine specifically destroy family. Guys just gave everything up. Jobs, families, everything, right? And they couldn't beat it. Right. Just yeah. un- unbelievable. Well, then, you know, Southern it, Minnesota, the meth. Oh, uh, my God, yeah. Know, Rehab. And the fentanyl and, yeah. That's yeah. the stuff we should be uh, fearing. You know, so it's interesting because they always say it's the gateway drug. Um, and I don't have an opinion on that quite, quite yet because I've actually got some personal experience with some uh, friends and uh, that their brother got into, you know, weed then got into other drugs. And so, you know, you can't dismiss that. So that's the culture. You know, then you look at, okay, if it was legal, would that have happened? You know, because it's is it the is the gateway drug or is it the people they're hanging out with because they got to get it from this person i think that that is a big big part of it yeah it is it's that culture who are you hanging out with who do you have to go to to get that yeah and then what else are they going to try to sell you because if it was a career criminal that made his made his living selling drugs and that was just one of them he's going to want to get you into something else so they can make more money 
hook you on their stuff yeah. instead of somebody else. Well, right. that's where I think, you know, some of these um, district attorneys have done a good job on, you know, if you're, if, you know, if you're sold, sold that person X, Y, Z, and they died because of, of an overdose, right? you're getting charged with, you know, attempted murder well or, we've you know. we've seen yeah we've seen that here is it i can't remember what the actual charges were yeah i don't remember either but i like you know at first i was like whoa and i was like you know but if there's penalty against these people that you know there's there should be there should be i yeah. agree like you know you're you're knowingly selling something that has fentanyl on it you have no idea what you're doing when you're you know sprinkling it on there or right. however you're mixing it in it's like you should be held accountable even yeah. though the person you're selling you know you're both doing illegal things um you know because you got to stop that because that's the problem with some of this and you know even the black market in some of these uh, more traditional states like california colorado that you know you can find fentanyl and and weed yeah and that's a scary thing because it's you know the black market is so big there they've done a terrible job of of dealing with it and so now it's about how do i hook you on my supply instead of somebody else's right i the one we had this conversation before august 1st and i think in, in hindsight, it's always 2020. Yeah. But before it even happened, I had you and I were having a discussion last, I think it was May, somewhere around there. They should have waited, <laughs> right? Yeah. To, for you guys, the, the dispensaries, legal dispensaries to be open before they started flooding the market with all of this stuff that's going to be. And I, the one, if you want safe, the best way to do it, it right now would be to grow your own, which you're allowed to do. And that starts with purchasing a clone from you guys at the CBD centers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, 100% uh, and or speed up the licensing process. Right. I mean, is that going to happen? Uh, you don't, know, they, don't they see the chaos which is ensuing right now? Well, government's job's not to see the future. It's to react. <laughs> Honestly, right, think right, about yeah. it. So, um, you know you talk to them and they in one ear out the other. So I don't know if, you know, do they know what's going on? Yes. Are they going to react fast enough? Probably not. You know, I'm hoping they can speed up the 2025 dispensaries to yeah. sometime 2024. I but would hope, I would like to believe that they could get that done by maybe even next summer. I mean, I would be, that would be tough, right? It would be, you know, in line with what it should happen. But right. I, you know, I'm not going to bet anybody on that one. Right. And in, in regards to law enforcement, I know that there was the, the issue in Faribault yeah. a few weeks ago, but the, the fact remains that they don't really have any clear guidance on this either. Nobody has guidance, correct. Right. And, and, oh, and then it's, uh, you know, they put the law out there and then everybody has an opinions of the law and this and that. And this is where you're going to see on the driving on the influence on there's gonna have to be some court cases and actually because right. then that's what happens and the lawyers can actually go to a court case and say you know this happened you know exactly to set precedence press exactly yeah. so it's everybody has opinions um right. you know and interpretations of the law and depending on how you interpret it and uh so it's i wish there was more like the system's broken it is you know on all levels right 100 <laughs> so i guess all you can do is uh <laughs> have really good lawyers well and not only that but you know there's there's a lot of law enforcement, I think, that understand what's happening right now. And they've got people coming at them from all sides, right? 100%. So they don't, it, it's, they're in a tough spot. I wouldn't want to be there doing that. No, I wouldn't want to be doing that job either. And I know that we, and I'm a big supporter. And I know that you are of law yeah. enforcement as well. We have been for years because I tell everybody the difference between third world countries and the chaos that you see 
and experience, especially a lot of the guys like me that have been in the service. The difference is local law enforcement, your local police, sheriff's department, your firefighters, even with the you know, emergency response, all of that stuff that you have in your community in the United States is the difference between here and any other place where you see where there's no rule of law and it looks like a slum. Yeah. The difference is law enforcement. And it's so important. Well, we saw that a few years ago up in the Twin Cities, right? That's what they needed. The Minnesota State Highway Patrol were the ones that came in there. They were a big part of that anyways. I remember them marching down that street and that was the end of it. Yep. Right. Yep. It's that type of stuff. So you when know, you look at, they tried to bring that crap down to Mankato. I know. And, I know. You know, the local law enforcement said not in our town. Yeah. And right. They, you know, they were going to do it in the target. I remember they had, yeah. Uh, you know, they did a great job of saying, uh, uh-uh. without, without, I mean, I mean, even with all these watchdogs watching them, they, they played by the rules, but the, they're, they're the reason we live in these towns. Yep. Why you can go for a jog in, in the evening or a walk in the middle of the night and right. nobody bother you. It's because of them. Right. Yep. So, I understand that they feel like they're, they get beat up a lot, and they do. And it's it's unfair at some points, but it's sometimes you'll get that ten percent. You know, that's what I learned about the Marine Corps. There's always that ten percent that yeah. doesn't want to play by the rules, rules right. right? And I think that's some of systematically like if you have a bad cop, kick him out and make sure that sure. he's known he's a bad cop, and don't protect the bad ones, right? Um, right. I think, and I think as a group they've learned that i think yeah they're learning you know i think it's what a you know, tough spot yeah it is a tough right. spot. Oh not God. all cops are good cops no not all people you know in any profession any yes it, so it's not just you know that it's in any walk of life there's all sorts of people in a, you in can an go into any corporate office you can go into any office here right here in the mankato north mankato area i can go into any office building and there's that 10 percent yeah exactly and everybody 100%. knows everybody knows who they are yeah right yep you just get them and it's like they drive you crazy they do. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, like I said, it's it's looking past that. I think it's going to have to be more training, more education on from the law enforcement side of things to bring in something from the state that says, okay, here's, here's the new laws. Here's what you can and can't do. You, and the funny thing is people are, are embracing this. I, I'll give you an example of why I know that for a fact. They're selling these THC beverages just yeah. about everywhere now, yep. right? And we have a local uh, grocer downtown here in West Mankato that has a liquor store attached to it, right? And they opened up a shelf specifically designated to these products. Yep. And they cannot figure out for the life of them why it's flying off the shelves. And they're empty every Friday and they have to wait till Monday morning to get restocked because he goes, I can't believe I actually had him ask me. He goes, what is the deal with this? <laughs> you it's it's uh, the future there is no deal yeah. it's the young people n have always known what a lot of the older generation is just figuring out right this stuff is just flying off the shelf well and think about this beverage so minnesota is unique like a lot of people don't realize that we are setting some trends even though we're 23rd state to go legal right um the fact that they how the politicians did it last year with the low dose hemp you know everybody was already selling low dose hemp derived THC. THC. Yeah. It was already a thing. It didn't change anything. It just all of a sudden brought it to the light and said, no, this isn't a gray loophole. This is actual legal. Right. So that's really all they did. Um, the fact that we have way more beverages in Minnesota than any other state, you know, and we have on-premise consumption, you can buy it at a, a bar, you can buy it in the liquor stores. That's, that's unique to the state. Is it's it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's changing other states to look at it going, 
why aren't we having consumption bars? And because it's, you know, thing about cannabis is if you consume, you know, a beverage or a gummy or, you know, go and have a toke on your pipe or your, your joint or however you want to, you know, take, consume your cannabis, the onsets, you know, depending on which form, but then you're, you're two, three, four, five, six hours, you know, and it's out of your system. Like you're no longer under the influence of it. It's the opposite of alcohol, right? You have two, yeah. three drinks and all of a sudden you're drunk and you know, you're still drunk the next morning when you wake up. Right. Um, so you th- beverages are only about one percent of the cannabis consumption right now. It's gonna be way bigger than that. So that's what we're betting our whole company on. It's not even a question. Yeah, uh, that'll be that'll be the the preferred method hundred percent of consumption will be beverage and gummy bears and, and things like that. Edibles. You're, 100% like even the guy who used to smoke it in the 70s doesn't understand what he wants and I keep right. telling people that it's like it's the science of cannabis you have no idea the perceptions in the or the uh, you know how you can formulate and have the uh, the function that you want you know everyone asks who's your your who's your target market I'm not going after the guy who sits and smokes all day right you know quote unquote the stoner right one they already have their plug or their hookup or their they're growing it at home, right? Sure. Like, yeah. they're not going to be my consumer. Once in a while, they might come in and try something or they might buy one, but that's not my target market. I'm going after the person that's looking for function. Yeah. Are you, and this is what cannabis can do for you. It's like, not only can it be that social lubricant, but it can actually give you relief and a better quality of life. You know, so we're actually going through some clinical trials of quality of life tests. You know, is your sleep, how do you sleep on it? How your pain management, anxiety, um, recreational social anxiety you know that social lubricant aspect you know and then the second tier of my my demographics that we're going after is is alcohol consumption sure 100 i'm going after the person that goes home every day and has two to three glasses of wine has two or three cocktails has a six pack of whatever they want to drink but you and i you and i both know that there when 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 most guys tell us oh i have a beer or two every night it it ex- far exceeds that yeah we know that yeah when 100%. We, we, we were part they're of that we were part of that lifestyle yeah. you and i when we were younger we we know exactly what that's all about on that note i just encourage people to go if you have any questions about because we're, we're, we're not done yet but if you have questions about cannabis and you want to learn a little bit more about what it can do for you and some of the benefits with sleep I think that's one of the biggest things, Robbie, pain management yeah. and CBD products, not just cannabis, CBD products, right? There's no high, there's no psychedelic with CBD products. I have, so Sailor's 16 month old. Uh, yeah. He has a gummy with me every day. Yeah. It's like, just, I, it's, it's, you know what? Our, our body has an, and I had a conversation with somebody cause I had a, a CBD drink in my hand um, and Sailor's like, you know, wants to have some. So, you know, obviously I let them have a sip of it and they're like, you're giving your kid cbd and i'm like our body has an endocannabinoid system in it you know if you eat hops you can get cannabis products like, right you know it's like it's no you know it's explaining to her it's like there's no cycle i'm not giving him thc he doesn't need that there's nothing in there it's, it's just a plant yeah there's no there's no psychedelic there's no th there's the drug that gets you high is not even in that plant correct yeah god they don't understand that and it just you know everybody lumps it in so I you know. know i'm trying to like normalize this because it's like we, why are we taking just because the government told us that this plant is scary and and all this doesn't you know and it, but you you start looking at and you've been around you know since 2019 we've had retail retail stores so you get the anecdotal benefit of all these hundreds and thousands of people telling us how it's changed their life and me personally it's changed my life and my wife 
uses both sides of the cannabis plant, the CBD and the THC side, and it, it helps her out. And it's like, why are we trying to demonize this thing? Like there's like CBD, in my opinion, will be a, just like taking vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D. It's going to be just a supplement and everything. Yeah. We're, we're heading down there. Right. It and, will be. And also on the, on the uh, social lubricant side with THC, it's just a matter of time before all the big distributors that have sold alcohol for generations yep. are going to get on board with this and offer their own products. Yeah, that's, sure. it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. not even it's not even a question. It's going to be here soon because they see where this is headed. Right. Well, it was, just like anything else. It was one of the reasons why we doubled down when, you know, when we had to pivot from being an oil manufacturer and getting into finished goods. Um, and we've always wanted to control the vertical. It's if you're thinking about getting into cannabis. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the person that's home that wants to change careers. I think this is a good topic. And you want to get in it. I, I would encourage you, like, you know, if you want to grow, I encourage you to just go small, you know, learn, learn the trait, you know. Sure. Don't think this is going to get a uh, get rich quick scheme because 22% of the cannabis companies in the entire United States are profitable. That means there's a big chunk that are losing sure. money. Right. Um, you know, 280E, you don't, you don't get any federal deductions. There's, it's, it is a, we're into it for five years now. Yeah. I mean, and you know, $16 million invested and yeah. we got another 20 to go right. Um, to right. get to where we want to go. So, you know, it's, and that's, you know, me and my team, like putting in 80, hundred hour weeks. I mean, it's, uh, it's right. It, you, you saw it, you saw it coming. I saw it coming, but you know, and I thought, you know, it's, you have to do your research, find your niche. And if you want, just like I said, find a niche that you're really good at. It's not going to be the get rich. And one of the things that we determined is exactly what you just said, bringing it around to the first part of the conversation was the big boys are going to get into this. Yes. It's, it's, I, so you have two options, get big enough, right. That to, they acquire you. Sure. Or get as Mr. Wonderful from shark tank says, you're going to get squashed like a cockroach. Yep. And they they will do that. Yeah. I mean, it's you know you you look at some of these companies that can raise canopy growth, three hundred twenty million dollars they raised. Yeah. I mean, they pissed it all away. Uh, they're selling off assets left and right. 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 Um, so, on that note, right, growing your own, yeah. and, and things like that. Uh, August first, I got my first weedy plant. I see, it, 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 I the see clone, it out there. The the clone was already probably about six inches, right? Yep when you brought it out i have nurtured it i i get, i did all the things that keith told me to do who is actually works for you he's, Correct. Yep. he's your prize at what does he do he's production manager, production manager. But he came from california so 20 years in the grow and yeah he knows he knows the biz i so think I, he would love to be a grower again but right. he knows there's no money in it <laughs> so right. he's always battling that that love of growing plants versus okay i gotta feed my family right 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 so i have the plant Virginia. I named it Virginia. Virginia. Did I, I don't know if I had to have told you that prior you to today. Jess, Jess just did. Actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Virginia has now started the flowering stage. And the funny thing is I was down at the uh, coffee hag for the unveiling of the portraits with Josh this past Friday night, which is if, if, if you haven't had a chance to get out and see it, do it. But we were talking about this because uh, there were some other individuals like me that are growing their own yep. that they purchased from you. And we all, it's freaking weird how smart these plants are. But like like clockwork, all at the same time, our cannabis plants are starting the flowering stage. Yeah. 
Now, here's the question, because there's a bunch of, and we've been all texting each other and sharing information. Now, what do you do? Another whole, yeah. Uh, this is a whole new game now. You know, find your, find a path, I right. would say. You know, whether you're getting it from your buddy who's been growing for 20 years or you're going on, you know, there's a ton of, ton of groups out there for at-home growth. I would just be cautious of listening to everybody. Sure. Because there is so much misinformation out there. Like, I'm on these posts reading, I'm like, Oh, these people are idiots. This oh. is why that that class that I attended yeah. that you had a couple. It was yeah. like just prior to August 1st. It was the last weekend in July. Yeah. And that class where Keith taught it, he he covered so much. And it's got me to this point. And I know that he talked about this stuff. Yep, he did. But I, there was it's just I think he's having we're putting we're, we're doing one up in Dinky Town um, September 15th. And I think they're trying to get one on the schedule again for Mankato. They, he yeah. should. He and should because honestly, more of the flowering and yeah, there was some, there were some guys from new Ulm that went as well. And that was like, because it was still a little bit taboo, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted, nobody wanted to know any, to have anybody know that they were there. But I'm telling you, if you want to learn and do this, right. He told me exactly soil mixtures, what to what where to bring these things i didn't know that natural sunlight and all of the natural environment was the best way to go if you can do that yep there's great indoor growing obviously you can do that but you know what my plan already for next year is mother's day middle of may out on the patio yep yeah <laughs> Dude, seriously let mother nature do its thing it's incredible so now that they've started to flower they've stopped growing right yeah you're not gonna get your plants as big as it's gonna get yeah yep now it's you just wait for the actual flowering buds to grow up. Yep. And you can see like you're seeing the pistols and you're seeing the, the bud formation on your right. plant already. And now it's, you know, like this morning we were picking off the low hanging, you know, buds and that's that popcorn bud. So because you don't want that because it requires energy yep. that could otherwise be directed towards your actual flowering buds and make them grow bigger. Yeah. And that's you, what you want. Yeah. You don't want, you know, 50 or 100 little bud spots. You know, yeah. you want them all all condensed into one area that are, you know, at the top of the plant, they're getting the most sunlight, they're getting the most nutrients, and you're going to get a big, dense bud that you're looking for. Otherwise, you're just going to get a bunch of little popcorn bud, as they call it, and, you know, the potency is going to be really low. It's not going to, you know, smoke right. It's right. just going to be a different, uh, it's just a different high. What's the, uh, as far as nutrients, because I still have good soil. I, it was a combination of drummer's soil that they sell and yep. happy frog. Yep. And then uh, I've used the Gaia nutrients. Sure. Yep. So do I change that stuff or do I just keep going with what I've done? Do you know what your three letters or your three numbers are? No, like I don't. Your, your NPK. I've uh, not tested. Well, but on the mix on your. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, was it fours? Probably. I so, think it is fours. Yeah. Now you got to switch. Um, so you don't want to give this plant nitrogen anymore. Okay. So, you know, there's kind of like high nitrogen, then you start weaning off the nitrogen and now you're going to go the middle number is um the p um is what you're going to be starting to feed it so is, is this information i can't i don't remember which one to buy now um you know the easiest thing to do um just kind of old farmer mentality type thing is is go on fox farm and, and look at what their uh, big bud or uh big bloom i think it's called sure. and just look at their three numbers i mean fox farm's got a great product and i'm not here to push them because they're expensive i think right. there's other products that are just as good right um they're they're just been from humboldt so they kind of got that nostalgic sure but you look at their and right underneath their their name the big bloom or big grow it, it tells you the three three numbers okay 
So if you just went to Big Boom, I believe, like I was on a 444. Now I think I'm on a 05. I have to look at whatever. Fox okay, I'm going to so, look it up. So yeah. I want the one where it's, you, you start where they're flowering, budding. Yeah. Would that be what yeah, they're looking yep, for? Exactly. And then that's the, the uh, that Boom. isn't going to interfere with the stuff that I actually already put in there, right? No, because you're, fl- you're not, you know, you're going to flush it through. Sure. So it's, you don't, want, I, I, you don't want to fe- feed it nitrogen anymore. Right. Cause I'm at a point now where I'm like, I don't want to screw this up because it's come along so awesome yeah. and it looks so cool. And I'm like, so okay. imagine, imagine somebody that gets a seed from a smoke shop. Cause that's right. where most of them are sold. And you spent all this time and it's male and it's male oh, or, or her, her, her hermaphrodite. Right. Oh, I know that would be the worst. That's the danger. I tell these guys of when you start with a seed, yeah. you have to have, just go get a clone. Just get a clone. You, you know what you're getting. And right? you know, you, you, germination rates and all that, you know, yeah. it's just so much easier. Like the, there was zero frustration for you to get this plant to where here, sure. other than the, yeah. the aphids you had, which just, you know, knowing how to i just bought I, I just went to a garden center and i bought a spray with neem oil yep and it killed it, it literally it took a couple of days i i sprayed it for a week just to be sure yeah but it literally annihilated all the aphids and it just took yeah, i didn't off. see any on there today so no. yeah, absolutely don't kill your ladybugs next time but lady right. <laughs> ladybugs like everybody thinks that they're the savior they can't eat enough aphids no. fast enough so they're not a, a an effective tool. no you'd have to get them inside of a grow tent and they're, they're kind of like preventative, right? Yeah. Or they say that once it starts to bud, if you wind up with them, that's going to be almost required because you don't want to spray your buds. Correct. Um, right. There is a few um, natural stuff that you can. Right. I mean, I would never recommend it. That's some of the scary part about flour is not is you never know where it's what right. that grower is doing. Sure. You know, when you have a greenhouse full of plants and they get a bug problem or they get a spider mite problem and it's kill their crop or find a solution. Right. They're going to find a solution. And that's, that's the scary part about, you know, and you're taking that and smoking it. So, right. you know, that's part of Parkinson's uh, on the West coast. What happened in, you know, the seventies was the, the U S government was going over Mexico and spraying, and I forget the chemical DuPont got out of the chemical business because of this, but they were spraying the, the, the marijuana fields with this. And the locals understood that they had 12 hours to get it out of the fields, packed up in, in America before it, otherwise it turned black. Yeah. So they did that. Like they weren't going to lose their crop. So what happened was, is, you know, they'd come in, spray the U S government would spray it. They'd get it taken down and, and get it to the U S while people were smoking it. Yeah. And a, that's why the West coast has a huge influction of Parkinson's. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Nuts. So point being is you really need to be careful on where you're getting your, your right flower. And, and if you're, you know, gifting two ounces to, from your neighbor, you know, <laughs> right. I educate know. yourself. I guess right. that's the biggest thing that we've always been a, a component of. It's just educate yourself. Yeah. You know, until the rules and regulations and the industry, you know, we're, this industry is like 1930. It's in 19, its infancy, yeah. right? Yeah. Know, so think of 1933 when prohibition ended. You had bootleggers everywhere. Right. I mean, and the problem with bootlegging back then, same problem. We're dealing with everything the alcohol industry went through is you had stills everywhere. Uh, the black market was thriving because the, the, the legal market wasn't big enough to supply. Sure. So you had bootleggers making it. You didn't know if you're getting 70 proof, 80 proof, 100 proof. You didn't know if you're going to get methanol because if you don't know how to distill, like methanol is a byproduct, which causes, you ever heard the saying blind drunk? Oh, yeah. 
that wasn't because you got annihilated. It was because you were buying your alcohol from a bootlegger and he didn't know what the hell he was doing. To, to give you an example, when I was in the when I was in the Marine Corps, there were some tankers overseas that actually made because in some of the Arab countries, it's alcohol was illegal, obviously, right? And they made some homemade booze with raisins and so they had a bunch yeah. of stuff, whatever. They went blind. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Literal, yeah. literally. Because it, yeah. it was, they didn't know how to distill it right. Yeah. Um, and you create methanol and sure. methanol will make you go blind. That's bad news. Yeah. yeah. That and is bad in news. In fact, all the hand sanitizers came from Mexico that had methanol in it that they had to reclaim right. or recall, excuse me. And so point being is they, then, you know, finally the industry supports itself and we start, you know, they start going after the illegal stills. And so we're going to get to a point where this is, big business sure. right uh, you know, oh, it's, it's not even a question it's coming. not uh, even a question it's going to come a lot faster than the alcohol industry yeah. like you know it well, just well technology. we can we can move yeah obviously with technology we can move a lot quicker than we could 100 years ago yeah right so it's, no doubt about it so it, it it's going to get there it's going to get to a point where it's you know safe consistent that's the thing that we. that's what we need yeah just like i mean i know that the reservations uh up north are just they can't keep up yeah right so I think this is seems to be pretty public knowledge now that some of the ones here in southern Minnesota are working to open maybe later this fall. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, it says are they still looking at like a November 1st date or around there? Yeah. Because and and again, they will struggle to keep up with demand especially as close to the metro as they are. 100%. So yeah. I don't I don't know what's going to happen there, but that's why I think they need to just sit down, get things worked out and get the dispensaries open. If they want to, if Minnesota wants to, listen, I, they pushed a bill down everybody's throat and they had to. Yeah, you I know. know. I, I will not like, you know, you talk to a Republican and they say, well, they, no, it's your fault. Like you didn't want to have a conversation. They held it hostage. You held yeah, it hostage. I, I have no qualms to say, thank you Democrats for doing what was right. Right. Like push it down their throat. But now it's okay. I hope the Republicans can go back this next uh, session and say, let's fix this. Yeah. It's legal. Nobody's reefer madness. We're not seeing crime rate go through the roof. <laughs> Isn't We're not it funny how nothing changed? Nothing changed. No. The, Weird. The, everybody was waiting for August 1st, like this big, this big influx of zombie potheads to yeah. come out of the way and nothing happened well even our wholesale business struggled a little bit because everybody's like oh august 1st it's like guys nothing's changing august yeah, 1st like right. you're not gonna like it's the same it's yeah. the same same um, right. so you know i think what you know so now let's hopefully we can clean it up faster yeah. maybe you know push that 2025 to sometime summer 2024 we'll i would be thrilled um yeah we'll see i hope i think they're going to have to i just think there's gonna be so much pressure Right. I hope so because I think they just released the, uh, and I didn't I didn't read this. Uh, my partner Mike just told me what July's tax revenue was. Wasn't it close to a million? <laughs> I thought it was. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go off. I thought it was like a half a million. Oh, is it six hundred and some thousand dollars? Yeah, and that's not even that's not I even know. marijuana. That's just from the hemp side of things. I know. I know. And they're losing so much in revenue when it comes to you know the black market side of they things. They don't. They don't get any from the reservations, right? No, unless, no they, unless they do a compact with them, which, you know, if they don't have to, they won't. Right. Um, so I'm surprised this greedy as the state of Minnesota and is with their tax dollars that they don't want to get in on this as quickly as possible. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it needs to, you know, they need to go back and look at, you know, and I'm not even worried about 
if you know okay if they want to give the tribal community that i don't have a problem with it either you know that's only going to be small fractions compared to what this homegrown black market's going to be um you know they just came out with the report that they suspect they expect minnesota to do like 1.7 billion um and the data is there like if you i can i got a whole spreadsheet that's done this um you know we should do roughly 1.7 1.8 billion dollars a year that's total that's medical that's recreational and that's black market i don't think minnesota is giving enough weight and credit to the black market you know i think we're only going to do about 800,000 uh 800 million a year and legal and the rest is going to be black market there's going to be a lot of people that are going to grow their eight plants have their two pounds of weed and find creative ways to exchange funds for such product yeah the gifting thing is yeah like you know if you're (laughs) gonna right that's the problem they're they're you know and you got people that are well you're not paying for the 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 weed you're paying for the delivery you're paying for the packaging i mean now everybody's right which that's all cute and everything and you can tell yourself that that's fine but you know eventually it's they're going to set some examples they're sure. they're going to crack down somebody's sure. going to you know turn it into a business and you know so that'll all unwind um you know that's short-term hustle game right and that'll go away that's dumb yeah you know people will do it and good for them you know, there's the law right now i like that, i like the fact that they set the law up the way they did it though because of the movement towards more organic and homegrown stuff for guys that want to just simply have a few plants yeah. and grow enough for them and their friends. That's it. Yeah, that's for sure what it is. I mean, the problem is, is what they need to do is if that, you know, they need to put stiffer penalties on people who take it past that level. Sure, right. You know, yeah. If you're just growing a few and you're getting, you know, you and your buddy, like your neighborhood, you're called a sack here. You know, right. you got, you know, one person's growing and, you know, supplying. I, there's there's a whole lot more than one person. I, yeah. I know that for <laughs> yeah. a fact. But you know, that yeah. that's what it's set up for farmer's market style thing. Yeah, you know, right. but the problem is the there's a guy that takes it to the next level where it's not a home grow anymore. He's got a straight up dispense, you know, 30 plants in his basement. Yeah, right. Um uh, and he doesn't have the testing. You know, I like I've shown you the book that we have of just all these people that got into the the hemp space. And one gummy will be five milligrams. One gummy will be 40 milligrams. Right. Um, and that's that's the problem I have with the industry right now. It's like they don't have the these people that are doing some of this stuff. And there's or, no way to test it as it's coming in. And it's too expensive for yeah. people to test. So they don't do it. Right. Um, you know, and there's not enough labs in the in Minnesota yet. And so careful what you do. Even the like I said, the, the fancy stores don't know what they're doing sometimes. Right. Because, right, they look pretty, yeah. but what, what what product are you actually getting? Whereas with CBD centers, it never leaves you guys' sight. You grow it, you harvest it, you package it, and you sell it right here in southern Minnesota. If you're picking up a Nucana or you're picking up a Heise Kite, that's our marijuana brand. Um, if you're picking up those two brands, because um, it doesn't have to just be at the CBD centers. We're distributed all over the that's state the of Minnesota. That's the thing now. I can, yeah. uh, all of, if you're in a smoke shop, which are there all of a sudden in Mankato, there's like a million of them, yeah. right? But you just look for those products. Nucana is what you guys. Yeah, is, yeah. that's our brand. Yeah, um, Kite will be the uh, the higher potency stuff. So sure. kind of what we're doing is low potency hemp derived will be all under the Nucana brand. Everything Hyza, uh will be the cannabis. Right now it'll be derived from hemp, but once we can do it from marijuana, THC. that'll be right, right. from that plant. From uh, yeah. So you know, if you want a product you can trust, that's yeah. that's it. I that's mean, what you got to look. You'll for. find at some of our stores like didn't meet quality control like we you know if a gummy comes in at four milligrams it happens um oil homogenization mixture mix i mean just things happen 
if it hits doesn't hit that five milligram marker, it gets rejected. Uh, we re we code it, we restamp it like Dinky Town. We did a ton of business up there because we had a bunch of gummies that only had four milligrams, and you know we send them up there and discount them down, and consumer gets a great product. Sure. You know, right? Right. Um, when you have a company that's willing to do that and not just shove them through as right, because that's that's the important part for us. Is well, it's attention to detail. Too, and it's yeah. consistency, right? Yeah. Like, when you drink your Budweiser or your Coors Light or your Miller Light, it's consistent every time. Sure, right. It hey. tastes the same. It's the same potency, whether it's in Minnesota or Florida. Right. Um, that isn't by accident. That's by design. Right, exactly. Because people want this. They expect the same thing every time. You know, and creatures an of habit. Yeah, and Anheuser-Busch did a great job um, of always, you know, they'd come into, like they have their sales rep come to the bar. And if you're, if you're, bottles of beer or keg beer is coming up on its expiration date they took it out on them yeah. on their dime and swapped it out yeah right that's, that's how, awesome that's how particular to they wanted the same consistent taste every time yeah that keeps people coming back there's no doubt about it so yeah. here we here we are one month in and i said this i said this in late july i said you watch august 1st is going to come and nothing's going to change. Yep, you the world didn't collapse. We don't have pothead zombies roaming around the streets. There's not smoke everywhere. It's nothing changed because all of the people that are going to consume, it, which that number will grow, but they were already doing it. Well, there was right? one thing that changed. We didn't have to waste a bunch of <laughs> assets, human human capital, right? dealing with something that shouldn't even been dealed with Ch chasing down a guy that has a dime bag of weed yeah exactly <laughs> right so the, right. you know the court systems aren't getting there's more important things to do than deal with somebody yeah. who had a bag of weed on them or right. you know and you know what i i would bet that people who've converted from alcohol to cannabis you know there's gonna be a lot less problems in their home a hundred percent you're not gonna get a domestic abuse call into a house that is under the cannabis consumption no no it might be yeah it's it, potato chips probably there, went up there's sales. so many people that just don't understand and they need to i think through education and time and experience will understand how this all works because it's just insane to me that people still think that if you smoke weed or you ingest any form of thc that you're going to turn into a crazy person on pcp yeah, exactly. That's what they think. Yep. They right. Do. It's well, insane. The government did a good job of making them believe that. Making them believe that. Yeah. Or even the the other side of the perception is, you know, all stoners are lazy couch potatoes right. that are fat and have no, uh, you know, motivation. The reason I knew different was because in the industry, obviously, drugs, alcohol, all of it was a big part of broadcast and radio specifically. But I watched through three decades and the guys that were laid back and just smoked a little cannabis were some of the most productive, creative guys and, and responsible yeah. that I had ever worked with. And I was like, and they, a lot of them didn't drink for the very reason is it just wrecked their lives. Yeah. Well, that's right? it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't, I hate to say this cause I'm tired of the government using this term, but it really is just science. Yeah. 100%. It, that's what it comes down to. Right. Science and human anatomy. Yeah. And, and understanding like, you know, I said, you can abuse this. No yes. doubt about it. I'm a, I'm a, definitely let's have that conversation and yeah. how do we curb that? Cause there is that abuse and I see it in some of my other businesses. So it's uh, you know, you have to be cautious of that and know thyself. And especially, understand. especially if you have an addictive personality. So I don't touch THC. Right. I mean, yeah. you're just not going to see me touch THC. Um, you know, 
I just know that I go from zero to hero and it's yep. just not my thing. Yep. Um, and, and I did always have that perception that, you know, okay, it makes you lazy, but then you look at Michael Phelps and, you know, I'll never right. forget that meme. And it says, you know, all potheads are lazy and unmotivated and it's oh. both of his arms are spread out and all of his medals. Right. Or pretty hard. Or Shakari Richardson, one of our track stars now who was eliminated a few years ago from, uh, competition because she tested positive for marijuana i was like that's the stupidest thing on the planet that is not a performance enhancing drug no maybe if you run into the fridge but that's it <laughs> i mean honestly yeah. it's uh, stuff like that that is the world needs to come around well, and think about so we met dr lapel uh in california three years ago now and he is the doctor for the um oh the nfl um hall of fame so his whole life study now in the back half of his life has been going after and looking at because a lot of nfl players deal with head trauma cte yeah, yeah because of the repeated you know concussions yeah. especially they don't have the technology on the helmets that they had you know 70s 80s 90s right like you know it, it was padding was not right. what it is not today. even close and you know so brain trauma, uh, inflammation. So his big thing was dealing with inflammation and gut health. That was his big thing. Um, and, you know, he worked cannabis into that regiment for them and looking at those, you know, they were doing st uh, clinical trials to look at how cannabis can help that and help that uh, repeated trauma for inflammation in the brain. So it's, right. you know, you're seeing some of the major sports back off of cannabis. Well, there's, they, they know that, and I'm not make I'm not just throwing this figure out there. I think with the NFL, the NBA is over 75% smoke weed, I, I yeah. believe. Yeah, they And pull, yep. I think the NFL isn't far behind that, according to some of the players that want to talk off record. Yeah. They're like, it's it's just a lot. There's a ton of them. And it's that's I think it uh, goes back to being a generational thing as well. And it's something they could do that wouldn't hamper their performance. I mean, imagine you're in pain, like, and, right? You know, so you choose over-the-counter medicine ibuprofen advil or prescription drugs that have its we all seen the opioid crisis right uh or alcohol which is an effective painkiller i just mean, kill it, you it definitely works for painkiller but it also kills you as the your time. liver your kidneys yeah. and so heart you look at yeah. their choice or you have cannabis and they get the same benefit but the side effects are almost non-existent right <laughs> right but you then their 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 paycheck is dependent on not having right. that in their system People, people that believe that, again, it goes back to what we were all taught when we were teenagers. It's, I'm not kidding. And, it, and how cannabis got lumped into that group is beyond me because I, until I started digging around and got educated in it and even got into broadcast, I didn't know anything about marijuana like the old people like to call it. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it myself. Well, and you can chase it all the way back to, um, you know, a racial thing. Sure. Oh yeah, without I mean, a doubt, you, you can look, get into that discussion. You can I know, hundred percent, get into that uh, discussion, and and it's like that's not an opinion. Like there's facts yeah. based on you know, and people even talking about you know, and go back and look at the the advertising they did, yeah, and how they tried to persuade somebody like don't let your daughters, you know, yeah, use cannabis, and so I, it, I mean, it's that's not opinion, that's fact. I know, so just I, yeah, you know, go do your own research, and so it's. It's crazy. I mean, thank God America is coming around. Thank um, God, yeah. You know, I think it's uh, it's got a long way to go. And yeah. I, I hope that there's the, you know, there's the illegal, legal. That's only the tip of the iceberg conversation that I want to start and have is because that's just, that's the, you know, 
fundamentally, you know, yes or no type thing. But then there's the, what can cannabis really do? Right. You know, it's the science of cannabis. It's the, the functionalities. Like we got a new drink coming out that, you know, has all your amino acids and your BCAAs and, uh, you know, all your performance enhancing for a middle-aged guy like you, that's going to be working out right. with the CBD added into it. So it's just a convenient one drink and you got everything you need. Yeah. And I've said this with talking with you multiple times, CBD products saved me from having to stop. Yeah. I'm not lying with the joint pain and stuff like that. And uh, it's hard to explain how it works. The science behind it. I know it works because it, you have to get on, start taking it on a regular basis for about, it'd be three or four weeks before yeah. I think you start to notice a difference. But then once you consistently have it available and then you don't, you start aching. I mean, your, your joint, it's, it just comes right back. People don't understand. It's not, you know, people are like, well, how can CBD fix all these things? Right. Right. Because it does a big laundry list of things, but it does it passively and it does it. What it does is it brings your body into homeostasis and, and it brings all your things because you have the CB1 receptor and your CB2 receptor and it's in your, um, your immune system. It's in your, um, your nervous system. So it's a huge system in our body and our bodies create endocannabinoids, um, anemamine and 2-AG. So we create our own. And what CBD helps is it helps supplement our body and helps put ourselves in homeostasis, which means it just, it's getting our body to a peak performance. So it doesn't happen overnight. It's not right. an opioid. It's not that cocktail. It's not, you know, if you're looking for straight up like i'm in pain right now you know i would definitely like muscle pain or joints or back pain i would do a topical that has other things in it like our muscle salve yeah. it's it's rapid uh pain reduction and rapid improvement right now it is and and, and it uses you know camphor and menthol and our nica oil and cbd and cbg and then it has some DMI and DMSO in there to help penetrate into the muscles and joints. So it's got a combination of a lot of things and that's why it can work effectively immediately. Right. That's, you know, I use it every day when my back is hurting me, but CBD is something that you have to take. As you just mentioned, it's a consistency thing. If you're not taking it consistently, um, you know, find your dose that works for you and then take it consistently. It's not going to benefit you. No, you have to. And that's part of the reason like our new gummies, you know, you get a tub of them, you get like a hundred of them now, you know, a thousand milligrams, um, in a tub, uh, a hundred. Cause I, you know, and they taste amazing because I recognize it has to be something that you our pillars for our company is, you know, it has to taste good. It has to be effective and it has to be affordable. If you can't meet those three qualities, you're not going to get a consumer to get on your product consistently. Right. You know, I, I felt bad when we first got into the space when a bot, a tincture was $150 right. for a thousand milligrams. Yeah. I mean, we got 2000 milligram tinctures now and I think they're $45. Right. So, you know, a drastic reduction in price yeah. because owning the vertical prices have changed. Sure. Supply and demand on the, on the producing of the CBD is there. So lots of reason to drive the price down. And it makes it affordable for somebody. Yeah. You know, and that's that's that was key for us is how do you make it affordable? Because you do have to take it regular. Like, you know, when you first started, it's yeah. ah, it hasn't really worked. And then and I think I chewed your butt out. It's like, right. you got to yeah. take it consistently. There's all kinds of different. Uh, the, the, go and talk to them, right? You, can, yeah. you have staff at your stores that can exp you can walk in there and say, well, I'm looking for something to help me with perhaps a better night's sleep. They'll, yes. they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. Sleep's been, you know, a huge one for us. That number one product, sleep, yeah. our muscle salve is number two. 
Um, then just our wellness gummies and, you know, I'm finding a gummy versus a tincture is huge. Like sometimes they, right. how our body, our bioavailability, how we uptake it matters and everybody's different. So I think, you know, a tincture versus a gummy also, you know, have those conversations. If you buy one and it doesn't work, bring it back right. and we'll swap it out and get you something. You know what? I know you and I both know. And again, I, it's funny to all the people that are like giggling and sneaking behind closed doors and trying to ask me about cannabis products and THC now that it's legal because they want to try it, right? Yeah. You know what we're going to do sometime, and you and I talked about this, in the near future, we're going to do this and we're going to do it live. We're going to bring people in because when I, when I was in broadcast, the Minnesota State Highway Patrol came in and fed me scotch and beer on the air. Yep. Now, I wasn't operating the board. I had to follow the FCC rules at that time, but they brought me in. They were like, we're going we're gonna to bring you along. And uh, we're going to show you how you can become impaired and how quickly that happens and how it continues to ride, rise even after you stop. We will have to bring it, make sure that they have a ride home, right? Yep. A responsible ride home and bring people in who want to try it for the first time in a safe environment. And then they'll realize how ridiculous it's been to be yep. so afraid for so long. And we'll have to do it live on the air and just let, let somebody tell their own story. I, let's do it. Can of curious, right? And let's right. also maybe have one do a gummy, right? One do a beverage. Well, what, a gummy. He's going to be looking at it an hour. Well, what we'll have to do is probably give the guy a gummy a half hour before we start. Right. You know, just we can start the recording sure. beforehand, but then when we go on live, he let give him that thirty to forty minute uh, do the, head start. Do the beverages hit people quicker? Obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that the science of that's that a water soluble. Correct. The nano yeah. emulsion, water soluble. Um, our gummies are actually in R&D stage to all convert away from the oil and go to nano. Sure. So we're going to have a gummy that's going to be able to hit in 10 minutes. That's awesome. You know, so yeah. a gummy, a chocolate, a tincture, and a, a beverage. And let's <laughs> we'll get run four the or five. Because I think that's important. People need to understand. Experience your exper experiment with your experience. I right. tell people that all the time. You don't know what, what you're going to like. You know, and it does, it... does anybody in your mind stand out right now? That will do it? Yeah. Um... I, I have a few that, but here's the thing. There's, we're only a month into this legalization yeah. and there's still a little bit of taboo, but we'll, we'll, we'll track. I can guarantee out. you, uh, give us one day on social media and at our stores, <laughs> we'll find plenty of people that will sign up for that. Right. You know? Right. And we might as well, I mean, we might as well bring in the smoke now at this point. Let, <laughs> right. Let someone bring their homegrown stuff in. Right. And, Literally. Uh, well, I'm already, it. one thing that has cool that has popped up now in Southern Minnesota uh, since August 1st is there's uh, some online groups yep. where, you, where you have to join. And I've got into a few of them where guys share growing tips yep. and then, uh, you know, things that they're doing to bring things along. And it's, it's cool that it's this community, just like you and I talked about, just like guys at home brew. Yeah. It's the same thing. hundred percent. Except for these guys that home grow. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So yep. it's fun. It is. It's a I fun just, thing to do. Do your research with those guys. Find one person in that group that you believe him? Sure. And well, stick, yeah. Stick with his knowledge. Trial and error. And I think it's just sharing what worked and what didn't. Yeah. You know? there, there are always trolls that. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, try to actually get people to go the wrong way. And, Bots. You know, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. So, uh, you know, those are great groups. Find some one or two people that you trust and believe and, you know, and, and trust but verify. Yeah. You know, right. hey, he says use, you know, canola oil. If somebody's this. trying to sell you product, be weary. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yep. just. 100%. Not weary, leery. I would say you just be be cautious. Yeah. Right. Like I said, trust but verify. But you know, yeah, but it's there's cool. nothing wrong with 
this isn't a race to anything. It's it's a uh, a journey, right? right? It's a journey and plan. You know, so hey, this guy told me to do this. I'm gonna do this with one plant and see what happens. Well, I don't know what the hell that guy was smoking, but it, this didn't work, right? No. Or holy no. cows, I got two pounds off of that plant. Right, <laughs> right. Um, you know, that's the crazy thing that you know with Minnesota. I mean, they don't. I don't know if they realize like if you got an experienced grower, one plant will produce two pounds. Yeah, well, not so, that 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 would have to be a gigantic plant, wouldn't no, it? No, not really. Um, How much? Looking, just eyeballing it, rough figure. If you were to guesstimate on what that plant that you gave me a month ago will actually yield, what what are you thinking? Uh, I think you're going to get four to eight ounces off of that. So you could. So you're thinking you could get as much as a half pound? Yeah. Um, you're probably more of a quarter pound with the the veg stage that you have. I would yeah. say so, more like four ounces. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it's the density of the bud, right? Sure. So you're not just talking. You don't need, like you see some of these people at these huge vegetative plants, yeah. but like that depends on how you finish it off because you can just have a whole bunch of popcorn bud that's really light sure. and doesn't have the density. So you're not going to actually have the the weight to it. Right. Um, so there's a lot of factors that still go into what you're going to get, but I would say I'd expect four ounces off of that. I would. It's funny because this is where the classes with Keith come in, yeah. right? And, and I think by this time next year, I think next spring, you got to do that again, right? Lo locally here, because you will have a crowd. Yeah. Because sure. at that point, we're going to be a year into this almost, and people are going to have seen, and they're curious now, and they're going to want to do it themselves. And uh, sure. you you have a guy who knows all about it. Yeah, 100%. We'll for sure keep the classes and the education. And, you know, we've been working on trying to take some of that education from the class and digitize it. So it sure. can be on the website. That'd be cool. That'd and, be great. You know, yeah. Video for sure. Do that. You know, my whole thing is like, know what you're good at. Right. Did you know, our focus is not, you know, there's, we're there to educate people and help them in their, their home girls, this and that, but it's not our core business. Sure. You know? Right. So right. Do you, did you, did you post that video of the class that Keith did? did you, Cause I know that you were filming. Stuff. I did film it. So I actually didn't, I forgot to do that. You, you so I, that I will, I'll get that posted on our pages. Cause I, cause that was an, yeah, great. An excellent class. He yeah. literally in two hours took you from the beginning yeah. to the end. Yep. And it was, it was, and he brought it down to the level for an amp where an amateur could sit in there and be like, I can do this. Yep. 100%. Right. And, and not feel like pressured on anything. Right. right? It was like, no. Hey, don't worry. You know, Oh, you break this off. Don't worry. Like people get so worried about yeah. it. And you know, the only thing we probably really hammered down was don't overwater. Right. You know, and I've learned that and boy, has that paid off because there's so many people that do, yeah. they think it's got to be saturated like their flower pots. Yeah. Nope. It definitely does not. So yeah, for sure that, that we're going to keep getting better. Um, you know, how we'll be able to sell the clones will change. I mean, yeah. obviously the rules are changing rapidly. So, you know, next year we may or may not be able to uh, sell clones. I mean, that's, is that seriously something they might, they're going to make people take it from seed. No, what they'll do is they're going to, the dispensaries are going to be. So once the cannabis office, of cannabis board uh, gets formed, then, you know, they'll have controls and rules. Then uh, dispensaries can sell clones, but if you don't have any dispensaries to buy the clones, so then it you know falls under okay if they change the laws on defining what hemp is versus cannabis i mean that's how we're falling under the 2018 farm bill that those plants as long as they're under the 0.3 percent thc threshold they're still hemp but let me ask you this when when they pass the law with the dispensaries and people can actually sell flour yep right in theory couldn't you sell a plant that's already even started to bud no 
not in bud stage. They they define it has to be in a certain stage. Even you, you, the dispensaries will be able to sell clones, no doubt about that. Okay. That's in the law already. But it, it it's a it's a um, immature plant, I believe is the technology or the te- technical word, which means it's not in flowering stage. Right, and that won't change even when you can buy flower. No, no. Wow. I don't know why they added that, but you know, you would never sell a plant in flowering stage anyway. Because it would, yeah, you'd want to just finish it off, right? And you know, at that point, as much as people think this stuff grows wherever, it's kind of a fickle plant. Yeah, it is. I've learned that. So, and I have been literally babying it, which is fun. It's part of the whole thing, though. You treat it like a pet. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Well, you know, Drummer's Garden Center saw that when uh, COVID lockdown was people were actually having house pets or, right. or house plants that were yeah. pets and treating them like that. So, yeah, it's, you know, there's things that you can do, but like no one would do it. Like I wouldn't sell a plant that's already in flowering because, you know, even like when I had a little debacle with the Faribault, you know, I said, like, if you guys don't keep this plant under the same conditions that I was holding it under, you're changing it. Like the moment that they didn't keep it under 18 hours of light, you know, if they brought it back to their locker and it was dark, you could flip that plant. In a, it, it, would, it, yeah. would, it would happen just naturally. Yeah. Right. And yeah. fast. So like yeah. that was one of my arguments. Like, you know, I, you know, there's a point that I can't have this plant. There's no doubt about that. Like right. that's, you know, set up in, you know, federal law if it goes over that point three. And so it's like, you have to maintain the same conditions that I was maintaining. Otherwise you're, you know, the evidence was compromised. Right. Know? So, you know, as you're seeing now with your um, Virginia, it's, <laughs> it's the light cycles changed. Sure. Um, so now you're seeing the pistols and you're seeing the flowering and you're seeing, you know, and that is a slow, lengthy process, right? Six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to start, you know, so now it's, you know, like I said, I'm glad we had this conversation because you got to get off the, the end. You don't want to feed it nitrogen anymore. Yeah. So I, I mean, and the thing about it is about a week ago, I added some of that same fertilizer. Is that all right? Just, and then now to go get some different stuff. Yeah. You'll, yeah. Now you'll want to get the, the, the bloom big. Um, Okay. And And I think they sell that at. Drummers, yeah, yeah, they do. Yep, yeah, they do. I'll, I'll have to run up there and grab some. Hopefully, so. she has it in stock, <laughs> right? Because. Or I could order just Amazon, right? Yeah, it's hard to you know compete against that and right. to your house. Um, and you know, so it's yeah, you want to your middle number is going to be more important right now, and then and that, that will help the actual bloom. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. That's why when you asked me about you know, there's if you do nothing and feed it wrong, you might only get you know yeah a little nothing. bit right you know if essentially that plant could almost create like you could waste your entire time right you right know? so it's just as important to finish it off but it's early enough in that flowering stage to where i can affect it right yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. for sure okay yep. cool Yeah, you got six to eight weeks of flowering so yeah and this is where the science of even on the flower side of things and this is why most mature markets go indoor grow and not outdoor grow is because the conditions can be met every time yeah the thing is is like you know there's nothing wrong with outdoor grow it's it'll produce some great plants. I mean, yeah. you know, I think that's, we've had a good summer for it too. hundred percent. You know, the difference is, is how do you, how do you have consistent product month in and month yeah. out year in year out? So that's where you don't get that on the outdoor growth. Right. Um, and even greenhouse grows, you don't, you know, it's gotta be these controlled environments, their temperature, humidity, you know, everything is tracked and monitored and same. So if I, if I plant, you know, goat tits or um, granddaddy purple, this year and next year, it's going to taste and, and smoke and, and have the same effect every right, year. You're right. only going to get that in indoor. Indoor grow. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, we've got some exciting things, Cubs. So you're going to be back here in a couple of weeks. Yep. And we may be doing 
Uh, well, who knows what will be happening. The, the on-live <laughs> one is going to be exciting. That is going to be fun to do, right? Yeah. And we'll continue to talk about this and see how things are progressing, including with what's going on. Because I know that you have a relationship and you know some of the guys up at the uh, Prior Lake yeah. Reservation and stuff. And we'll continue to watch that. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll work things out up at the Capitol as well and get that moving. Because to me it would be foolish to believe that you're going to continue this for another year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're There's got, just too much happening. You're just, it's not, it's, it's not it's doing, disorganized. It's just not doing what their intention was. Right. Right. It is. All right. Matt little from the CBD centers. Remember you can always find that safe product there and uh, you can find them online. If you head to our website, search George and Thanks for stopping by, man. Always a pleasure.